Good afternoon, Adam. Yes, good afternoon to you too. How is Stephen? I am very well. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just after watching a friend of mine, Cahill O'Reardon, he's a comedian uh, based out of London. He's from Limerick. I was actually in college with him years ago. He is after uh, just finishing 1,000 press-ups in an hour. He was raising money for pancreatic cancer. Well, against pancreatic cancer. Four would be ridiculous. It would be a bit ridiculous. Um, so he was after doing that, doing that a thousand, he was working it out. It was around 17 a minute he was doing. He did a kind of a victory lap at the end of it. Sorry, hold on. Let me do the maths on that there. Yeah, Jesus, that's a lot fewer per minute than I would have thought. Like it isn't crazy, but I mean, doing, doing that for an hour is heavy going. Oh yeah, should you be killed? It was impressive nonetheless. Um. Absolutely, fair play to him. I just messaged at the end and said, boring, which <laughs> I enjoyed. Is this the same Carl O'Reardon who spent 500 quid on a leather jacket to impress a woman? The very same, yeah. Mad. Yeah, he did. I'd forgotten about that, but yeah. Well, fair play to him if you're listening, good man, Carl. I, I tuned in at the start and I tuned in at the end. Watching someone do press-ups for an hour wasn't a good, wouldn't have been a good use of an hour, but... It was interesting to see him starting out versus him at the end. He was going strong, though, even at the end. Rest in peace. Do you feel that's how people felt about our first series? Uh, perhaps, yeah. So how was your day? Yeah, it was grand. I went out and did a run there again at lunch. Fast? Uh, I reckon I'll have to take tomorrow off because this itchy leg thing is persisting. Oh, that's odd. Uh, and I thought it was sunburn. Uh, now yesterday I went and looked it up and it turns out it's not sunburn. What it is, is if you don't do exercise for a while, uh, it seems maybe especially with running, and you start back again, it drives your capillaries mad. So what the capillaries will do, like the, the little boys that move the blood around, if you're not exercising regularly, they'll close down a bit. Uh, just because they don't have to pump as much blood around as they would if you were exercising regularly. So when you start exercising again, of course, they open back up, but the nerves send a signal to your brain going, hey, hey, what the fuck's going on? And that results in itching. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, so there you are now. You must have been fair on fit starting. Um, I mean, yeah, but I can, like, I was, I was, of course I was unfit. I hadn't run in, in a year, at least. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I, I do feel like I'm... I'm paying for it now. Like the itching isn't as bad as it was last week, but I've kind of dry skin and I think there's a bit of water attention around my ankles like I'm an owl one <laughs> at the moment. So I've opted to not do anything tomorrow. Okay. Except my, my stuff in at home. There's no harm in that though. Taking your day, you need a day to rest every now and again. I went for a walk. I went for about a 5k walk, which was a decent enough walk. And I'm after pumping up, which was exercise in and of itself. I'm after pumping up my stand-up paddle board. And I have it all ready to go for when we're finished our podcast. You, why are you it's an absolute it bitch up? to pump it up. It's an inflatable stand-up paddle board. I think most of them are. Those ones with Kev Grant weren't, were I'd, they? I'd say they probably were, yeah. They just look like surfboards. Yeah, this one does as well. It, I mean, they're very high-pressure inflatable stuff. So, 
like I think there's 15 psi in it. Right. So yeah, it, I'm after pumping the thing up. It took me a good while, and it's very tiring pumping it up. Does that mean it's very light? Very light, yeah. Okay. See, Jesus, I mean, when you were sending on it, it looked really hard. And I know if it's very high pressure, it would be hard. But, like, I I would have thought you would have seen some giving it, especially when people are falling off and getting back up again. That's mad. Now, maybe Kev Grant's ones are. Turf we're goes. not. But, I mean, this this doesn't, uh, doesn't seem any different, really. It's very solid. Hmm. You're just surrounded yeah. by inflatables in your home. Uh, inflatable stuff, yeah. It's great because you don't need space to have it. Hmm. So I'm going to put on my... I was thinking of putting on the, the overalls. What do you call them? The Wetsuit. Wetsuit this time because I didn't put it on the last time. And I figure it might make it a little bit easier if I do end up in the water. Yeah. Be less shock anyway. Oh, well, best of luck to you. Maybe you can uh, get a couple of pictures or see if there's anyone with you. Can they get a picture of you doing it and we can draw it up on social? It was a gorgeous day down here. How was it in Dublin? Oh, it was lovely. I was sweating balls when I was going out for a run today. Um, balls, you say? Sweating balls. I, I never ran in such hot weather and it really took a toll on me. Um, so I'm going to need to be a bit more prepared next time. How did it affect you? It made it more difficult to do the run. I mean, it was really hot. It was like 22 degrees. I mean, yeah, but did it like, was just that you were sweating and you were faltering a bit or was that you hadn't dressed correctly for it or? Um, No, no, no. I had dressed correctly for it. It's just I was sweating and very, very hot. And generally, I'm not a very, very uh, hot person. I'm a cold person who likes the cold. I, I, It is an awful lot harder to actually run in the heat. If you're running when it's a bit cold or even a bit of rain falling on you and you've heated up already it can be quite pleasurable because it's sort of cooling you down as you go yeah no I, I was totally um hoping for my flash dance moment where someone would just hand me a string and i could pull it and just a bucket of water would fall on top of me anyway speaking of bitching binge how was the crowds in dublin today i'm a bit outside dublin so i mean it wasn't nuts like obviously were your canal people back oh they never left they're constantly out in full force uh, even on just the normal streets. Now, granted, the street I run on runs uh, goes past Tesco, so there'd always be a good circulation of people. But I haven't been inside the actual city. I imagine it's chaos. How have you been celebrating your new uh, ability to go to a garden centre? The end of coronavirus, you mean? Yes, the end. And therefore, I mean, the end of this. Actually, today, out on the canal, out by the river, there was... Like all the teenagers are back again. They were all gone. Thought that was the end of them, quite frankly. But they're all back out in force today. And groups of about 15, I would say. Even they look like lemmings. They look and are standing around like lemmings. I mean, you couldn't have a conversation with 15 people all in one go. I don't know why they would stand like that. But they are. They never went away up here now at all. Maybe it's just they were coming to Killaloo for like the, the water for the day. Oh, yeah, but I'm sure they're all local kids, but, I mean, For local why'd they people? all have to stand on top of each other, 15 of them? I don't know. No, and you're not allowed to meet up with 15 people yet. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And there was, like, I looked out and there was three groups of 15. And were they all going, what's that fat old man doing in the window? I was shaking my fist at them. <laughs> as long as your fist were grand. Um, <laughs> okay, were there lots of other people out in the area? 
I, not a huge crowd other than the kids out in the pontoon. Hmm. I went for a walk in the park and there was a good few people out. There was one annoying family and they were walking about six abreast. Like you couldn't get by them. It was really frustrating. I had a family like that yesterday when I was out running. I was walk. I, I stopped to walk for a bit and this fucking Adams family just decided to walk again like five or six abreast. Two buggies each and it was just like lads for fuck's sake clearly you took your break from riding to come out and annoy me like well, I just use common sense and then the other side of the coin I saw this owl witch and she was down by the canal one day and there's a narrow a narrow walking space by the canal um you can go buy it buy somebody on it it's not a problem but you can buy I mean, people be, on the canal you can walk by what well, oh. Oh dear God. You can walk by people on the canal and there's... So there's this narrow stretch on the canal and you can walk by somebody. And I saw this woman down there and she had walked up the narrow stretch and was turning around and coming back. And somebody else went to go up the narrow stretch as well just to finish their walk because it's a natural finish to the walk. And she was shouting at them to get back. And it was just like, you moron. Why would you have gone up the narrow area if you were that paranoid about people coming against you? Like yeah. the stupidity of it was just astounding. So it is on both ends. There's people being stupid about expectations for other people as well as just being idiots themselves and gathering in ridiculous groups. I did see over across uh, with the colonizers, there was one woman who drove 150 miles to go to the beach. And when she got there, the BBC were there and they were interviewing her and she was given out stink about all the other people who had drove 150 miles to go to the beach today what an idiot yeah gobdaw absolute gobdaw did you do your research did you do your homework for yesterday i did to like brief briefly i did uh what's that word cursory cursory exactly i did cursory research so diabetes uh dot co dot uk sugar versus fat which one is worse do we need fat and sugar yeah, I've got that diabetes uh, link as well. And what was your findings, Adam? Oh, why don't you go first, Stephen? Okay, so it says limiting the amount of sugar we take could, should be a priority for all people, not just individuals with diabetes. And it says uh, with regards to fat, let's see, can I find? For, uh, for decades, fat has been labeled the bad guy in diet and nutrition. However, in recent years, a number of research studies have shown that fat is no worse for us than carbohydrate. In fact, diets that are low in carbohydrate and, fat and high in fat are now widely regarded as being healthier, particularly in terms of blood glucose level and weight loss than low fat, higher carb diet plans. So there you go. I take it as a win. Well, now we weren't talking about fat free carb. We were talking about fat free sugar. But sugar is bad for you. And fat is generally not as bad. But what you read was going on about carbs. But it was saying that fat was grand. But it made the comparison with carbs, not with sugar. Made the comparison with carbs, yeah. But it also said up at the top about sugar. Limiting the amount of sugar it takes should be a priority for all people. Yeah, but that's like saying the house was red. The people next door are all bastards. They're unconnected. <laughs> are they, Adam? Are they really? Living in their Georgia No, mansions. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If you live across the road from a red house, you're an absolute prick. So, sugar versus fat on BBC, which is worse? 
and they do a setup and the result is obviously when there is only one person on each diet chance plays a big role but i think the findings more or less uh what could be expected it's mostly the ignorant explanations i have objections to. oh that doesn't tell me anything yeah um, basically, what you're reading out there is you've taken a segment from it this is actually about a test run on two twin brothers yeah yeah that was pretty interesting now what they did with these two brothers yeah the the point you got to at the end where they only took two brothers into account uh and one of them was diabetic it completely screwed the pooch in terms of data but it did find the one that cut down on sugar as opposed to cut down on fat had a higher um higher weight loss at the end of it now i don't have those figures in front of me but i think it was fairly significant i think one lost nine pounds in a month and the other lost like four that's quite significant yeah um so what i'm saying to you is butter it up adam butter up them scrambled eggs i won't but i did i did continue down on this thing like it, it seemed there was more info on fat free carbs versus fat free sugar yeah and there was this whole big thing of making these changes is going to make a significant impact. And one article I was reading, let me just scream over these notes here so I can get it right. Okay, yeah, so they're looking at um, heart damage in these two study groups. People who mm. were staying on the fatty things and people who were um, changing to like more nut-based diets and stuff and it said if you looked at what happened to the people in the study the results were actually less encouraging said the 3.8 percent of people consuming olive oil and four three point four percent of people eating nuts suffered cardiovascular misfortune compared to 4.4 percent on a regular diet so really there's only a one percent benefit in terms of uh risk of heart problems which i thought would have been far more significant Yes, well, I read this recently as well. I I was surprised by that because it doesn't make sense to me. I would have just assumed that it would be a big difference. Yeah. Now, obviously, what you got to take into account for in the data there is that maybe cardiovascular problems are quite a low percentage anyway. But if you make all these changes, of course, it might make a difference to your physical non-heart health, but... At least this one study anyway said it's not really making that much of a fucking diff. Do you know what I learned recently? Go on. I have a wrinkle in my earlobe. Okay. Apparently that's linked to high risk of cardio issues. Well, your only cardio issue at the moment now is that you're not doing any. (sighs) Who who told you this and what were they basing it on? Thank God we're coming to the end. Who told you this and what were they basing it on? I... Initially, my mother mentioned it right. to me. Cause, or no, my father noticed it in my ear and he mentioned it to me. And he said that he had read about it and that it apparently was the reason they gave. It was described in the ear of somebody in ancient Rome, one of the, one of the Caesars or whatever. And they had a line in their ear and they were able to say that probably because it was described uh, had cardio issues so describe what's in your ear to me it's just like a little line like a wrinkle but like where on my lobe your lobe in the middle yeah pretty much okay that's really weird 
It is really weird. It was new to me and I looked it up and it is apparently a thing, yeah. Jesus crazy. Like, you know, they say those things that you can tell certain things about your health by looking at your nails. Yeah, yeah, you and can. And I'm always kind of looking at my nails going, oh, am I okay, am I okay, am I dying? But now I'm going to have to pay attention to my earlobes <laughs> as well. So there's just there's one more brown thing stuff to on about. them. I must have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Fun fact, something, you learn something new. You listen to Health Binge Podcast and you'll learn something new every week. Well, Jesus, I hope every fucking week we do five episodes a week. Yeah, if you want to take something out of it, like. Yeah, at least once a week. Cool. Will you leave it that so, Adam? We will. I'm I'm happy to say that I was incorrect and that <laughs> in, instead of... Um, so butter up them scrambled eggs. Yeah, instead of putting down the butter, maybe you might uh, be encouraged to indulge in these nuts. These nuts. See you later. Good luck. Have a good evening, Adam. <laughs>